the Hilliard Studio Podcast, your resource for everything happening in the Hilliard Studio Method world. Hilliard Studio Method is open for in-studio classes with a limited capacity, giving you a total of four different ways to work out with HSM. Whether you want to join us at home, online, outside the studio, or in a small group in-studio, you can pick the HSM class that fits your needs. For more information or to book classes, visit us at HilliardStudioMethod.com. Thanks for listening. Wow. Hey, Liz, we're back. Hi, <laughs> Lee. Yes, we are back. We're back. The reason I was laughing is because I was about to hit record and you were over there chugging wine. I was. I was, I was taking a big old sip of wine and I was like, you know, smacking my lips and you know, nothing, nothing Lee likes more than uh, the sound of that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so. no, here we are. We are back after our little three-part series of yeah. your podcast and my podcast and our <laughs> podcast. And that was really fun, but I think we're glad we, oh, we made yeah. it through that. Hey, we it only took us, what, nine months to do that one? We right. gonna, we that gonna... was how we were going to start the podcast originally. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, pandemic and yeah, all that happened, happened. So we got it done. Yeah. We it was sort of, it it's like the great procrastination. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had some real stress leading up to that, but like yeah. we said, we're done and 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 life is yeah. good. Lately, you know, talking about ourselves does not come naturally to you, Lee. Right? That's why we started a podcast. That's right. <laughs> you know, honestly, you know, it's a good way to to do that thing. You know? I know. If I think about it, it's interesting. I, I would mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. I don't like to be up in front of a group or talk about myself, but I'm going to be a fitness instructor <laughs> and do a podcast. And you're not going to be at all out there because you're not going to be like, oh, and by the way, I'm also dating a woman and all that. Oh, thing. there's that. There's that that's, and all that. So that's, that's just funny. the, so she did the all middle that. one. You did it. Good job. You did Lee. it too. Oh, you did this, it this too. This is par for the course for me, right? I, know. I mean, how much more can I throw out there? I don't want to know. I know. <laughs> don't let me find out. Uh, no, no. But to be honest, no, I'm glad we're back here. Yeah. The two of us. Cozy little dining room on a Sunday night with the That's candles. Right. And, and what I w- want to ask you, mm-hmm. because maybe people are interested, at least I am, mm. is we talk a lot about being real and being yourself and your true self and being powerful and what all that means. And I think that's the, the root of what we want to talk about is for us and for other people, we always go to movement and we always go to, to being your true self. Mm -hmm. And what I want to know is, you know, do you really feel like you are, do you feel like that's a moving target and how did you get here? Oh, that's a loaded, <laughs> loaded question. question. Thanks for starting there out might the podcast. Be like A, B, C, but generally, yeah. And let's see how we get there. Authenticity, right? Is that pretty much that's what you're all, saying? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, wow. I mean, what does that mean to you? And are you? And I think you're right. It is a moving target. Okay. Because remember, I've said that in the other one. Um, I thought I was really like straight up out there when I wrote the book, Be Powerful. Mm, mm-hmm. um, but that was just the tip of the iceberg. And I think we are constantly evolving as human beings. And the beauty of this pandemic has really accelerated that evolving and being authentic is um, accepting yourself and 
but before accepting yourself, you have to listen to who you are. And that means really getting quiet. I mean, really getting quiet and hearing the babble in your head. Mm. So let me stop you right there. Has that always been how you function? Like, was there a point when you realized I got to be quiet and listen to what my true self wants? No, it was always great. I mean, I remember how I was, (laughs) I think this was the guy I was engaged to the first time. Um, (laughs) I remember being in a bad relationship and not meditating at all but literally being pushed to a, a point and we mm-hmm. all get pushed to a point and seeing such bad behavior that just the, out of the, out of the blue again, there's this voice in my head that says, Oh no, that's done now. That's over. Hmm. And I wrote a letter <clears throat> to myself. I wrote a letter that a night, there was a big, big brouhaha that happened and it was ugly stuff. You know, I'm in the 20s. When you're in your 20s, it's always ugly. It's always dramatic. Dramatic. And, you know, this is not even the breakup, but this is just an incident that made me eventually come out of a bad relationship. A bad thing happened. I wrote a letter to myself that Mm -hmm. literally said, dear Liz, you are better than this. You do not have to deal with X, Y, and Z here, you are going to be all these different things I listed. And I wrote this letter and did not leave. I gave it to myself. I remember um, going to bed that night. I was actually living with this man person Mm -hmm. and just quietly, simply without a lot of drama, getting up and packing my things and leaving the next morning. No explanations, no drama out the door. There is a thing that I've always known, at least in me, that I can, I can do a lot of stuff. I can, people can, you know, tell me I'm right, I'm wrong, I'm stupid, I'm smart, I'm pretty, I'm not pretty, whatever they want to tell me mm-hmm. all day long. And then I'm going to get pushed to a point and I'm, then the real me comes out. The real me is the one that just like shouts into my head, in my heart. Interesting. And just says, you're done here's, here's how you're going to do this. Yeah. And I just start listening and, and I didn't, I'm not a huge meditator. I'm not a great meditator, but I've always heard my own voice. It's very loud. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody has that Uh, experience. Was that the first time you remember feeling that? Yeah. That was just a big one. When I was a little child, I, I, honestly, I really think if we could just love little children mm-hmm. and just kind of leave them alone, yeah. but hold, hold them. You got to hold children. You got to tell them you love them. You got to look them in the eye and you got to feed them and clothe them and give them a warm place to live and pretty much leave them alone and don't fill their heads with all this BS about what they should be and how they need to behave and how life is here on earth because they have this spirit in them. And I had it. Yeah. I was the spirit of living they made like a whiz. I rolled into my parents' bedroom every morning and told them that at the crack <laughs> of dawn, which I'm sure they would love to hear every day. And I was like, I just knew it. And, um, and then I got beat down, which was you know, good Probably luck. Probably good to a degree. Yeah. Good <laughs> luck beating a, <clears throat> a person. It, it, well, right. no, I'm not going to say that. For me, I, I, I pulled out of it. Um, some of us get our spirits really beat down mm-hmm. to the point where we're trying to hear, but we can't hear because we've been so shelved and so shoved into this tight space down deep and it's hard to hear ourselves. What a lesson. I mean, I think for parents. Yeah. I mean, so did that always feel really internal? You were the the third child who was really left to your own, (laughs) you know, 
goodwill, if that's the word I was going to say vices, but, um, do you think your parents are part of that voice or is it really internal? It's really internal. Mm -hmm. It's nobody's voice. Maybe it's God's voice. It's me. It's who I am. I mean, I'm like, Mm. (laughs) Oh, has it repeated itself? Have you always, I mean, is there, was there a time in your life so far where you felt like that voice went away and you had to call it back? Or did it keep the voice never went showing away. up? It's weird that we're talking about this, isn't it? Because I've never really, I've never really delved into this. Never. Uh, but all, all I know is um, all the things that I've done in my life, that I've, and I've always felt like I could live on the edge because mm-hmm. I felt safe on the edge, weirdly. Uh, I felt like that edge needed to be there for me to be able to find that spirit in me that kept me real. Right if that makes sense. So, so it's a constant for me. So in a way I lived, uh, my life has been a very, um, fun, you know, out loud, just, yeah. What I'm the one I'll do it with you. Nobody will do this with you. Of course I'll do it with you. Right. Well, I mean, I think when you do push to the edge, when you kind of Mm -hmm. push the boundaries a little bit, see how far you can go. There can be a lot of success in that. I mean, oh, I think gosh, yeah. you're not holding yourself yeah. back to see maybe shoulda, coulda, woulda. You're actually really yeah. seeing what you can do. And that comes with a lot of maybe hands in your face and stops and no's. And yeah. how do you react to that? How have you? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the greatest gift, like I said uh, before, was people um, tell me who I wasn't. You know, people telling me very, very strongly and and me believing it to a certain extent that I was lesser than anything. Mm -hmm. And I really, truly believe all of us are much, much, much more than we will ever express. And I hope that especially because we've been home in a pandemic for all this time, we've had time to be with ourselves that we're sort of learning a little bit more about Mm -hmm. ourselves because we are so much more. I'm still just on the tip of the iceberg of Liz. You're still on the tip of the iceberg of Lee. Yeah. The people listening are just, I don't know, I can't speak for you, but the excitement I feel of being alive right now is so keen. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do feel so much more, I guess, passionate about what I'm doing and I have been doing in the past couple handful. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's when I met you. What's the authenticity in you? How are you? Do you have a voice? What is this for you? How, what am I, how in the hell did you end up (laughs) sitting at this table with me on a Sunday night in this candlelight? I know. Right. I mean, I think it was a listening mind was more quiet. It was a knowing versus an outright listening or a hearing or ever having to write myself a letter. You know, I've talked about how I always put just one foot in front of the other and just did probably what I thought I was supposed to do or should do, et cetera. And I still feel that essence of just forward movement, but with a lot more purpose and what actually uh, can I interrupt you for my just soul? A you may. You're so freaking passionate. You're very I passionate. Know. You're a passionate uh, with with a sweet smile on your face. <laughs> but uh, there's a fire in your belly. There is. There is. And I. And that's what I'm trying to say. I guess I don't know quite when that ignited. I think motherhood does that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because you're living for other people in a major way. Like, what am I teaching? What am I showing? You want to love and protect, but also like you're saying with children, I've always felt this sense that they're not mine. Like I brought I them that here. fascinating. And you're a better mother than mother than me. No, you, you, no, you, really <laughs> you nailed it. I, mean, I did nail it. Sorry. <laughs> you did. Your kids are pretty amazing though. Think about this. I mean, you are going through this time you've gone through with, you know, leaving a marriage and your children being at a really tender age, yeah. 14 and 12. 12. And, you know, whew, there's all kinds of things that go awry at that, at that age. And you literally are with them. Here's how much I love you. You're, you're giving them all the, the things I was saying, give a child right. when you're born. You know, here's all these things. And then you just allow them to be themselves. Right. And I find that really invigorating and, and, and hopeful for them. I'm so happy for them. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I find that interesting because I, I would self-proclaim be a little bit controlling and well, you're a mother for God's right, sake. Right. But in my personality, <laughs> yeah. a little bit, I like to have things kind of. Oh, I wish. <laughs> by the way, can I side sidebar here? Could I just like say what we just talked about before we came on the sure. show? Liz, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we got to think about. You got to like put a structure to this thing and you got to make points. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks, Lee. You're exactly right. Now let's go. <laughs> so I'm not sure let's we're going to make all the points that we were going to make, but probably she's very structured. And I don't I'm very know. Not- it's so interesting to hear myself. Like I always cringe when I say I'm controlling. Like what is the problem with being controlling? Nothing. You don't control me. Right. That's the thing. You don't even control your children. Do I control even my own? You, you try to control essence? yourself. I guess so. Yeah. That's probably, it's interesting. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. I, you know, the point being, I think it's, waste I time. Think it's interesting <laughs> that that's a part of my personality, but that there is so much that I have released to let be mm-hmm. on its own. Well, you're living your life now. I think the best is as, as yeah. authentically yeah. as you can. You can't put yourself on the line like you have and not. Um, and <laughs> I, and not everybody needs to do what you do. But uh, if if you're if you're living a lie, let's just say what it is because you were sort of living a lie, weren't mm-hmm. you? Just a little bit. I mean, yeah. Uh, if you're living a lie, you're that. That's what you're living. And when you're living in your truth, you're, you're freer to be more loving and more caring and more, actually you're a lot better citizen to the world. For sure. Really doesn't need a lot of liars. We got plenty of those. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's the point when you do feel that, that's Mm -hmm. that empowering, passionate part Mm -hmm. when you go, wow, Mm -hmm. wow, I feel untethered Yeah, and, you know, and powerful how in a way in a positive way that puts positivity and good energy out into the world mm-hmm. for the better yeah even when somebody mm-hmm. sucker punks you sucker punches you and says mm-hmm. uh lee you're you know terrible you're person. terrible you're a terrible person but then i don't i know i'm not yeah. There and you go. So, There's the difference. So that's why I love the be powerful thing because it is not, you know, we say it all the time. It is just own your space and you're owning your space and you're yeah. allowing yourself to be powerful. Sometimes my, you know, Lee is one of my favorite, uh, emotional. You're so emotional. <laughs> I mean, we'll probably, cry, she'll probably cry. Before it's over with. <laughs> probably, it's, you know, I'll be, we'll be having this normal conversation and all of a sudden I'll see you tearing up and I'm like, Wow. Okay. 
let me, let me just trying to get into the track. Mm-hmm. Have mm-hmm. I done something here to cause this? Or mostly it's just about your, you feel things so deeply right. and passionately that it brings the emotion. I find that to be the vulnerability in you is yeah. the power in you. The vulnerability in all of us is the power in us, mm-hmm. but yours comes really fast. Well, I mean, I think I've always been a sensitive person and I think over time and age and being with you has helped me hone what could be a negative part of sensitivity of maybe feelings getting hurt or, you know, not being self-aware of that into emotions Mm -hmm. and emotions don't have to always be positive. They're across the board and that's what being human is. And so when you can actually learn to express those and have those, that's being real and being human instead of feeling Pushing them down and and sucking them up, as they say, because sucking them up is a literal term. You suck up Mm -hmm. emotion and where's that going to go? It might go into your liver. It might go into your heart. You might have heart disease. You might have literally these, these things cause us to be ill and Mm -hmm. sick and diseased. Mm -hmm. So, Hey, get it out there. Live on the edge. (laughs) Walk on the wild side. Poster child. I know. No, I am. I I definitely grew up in the right Right. age. Oh my God. Well, and they don't have to be. You know, <laughs> big life events every time. I mean, day to day. Sure. Tapping into small courages. That's right. Small courages. They just go a long way. Yeah. I mean, it's it, every day. It, I mean, really and truly, especially during the pandemic, <laughs> every day is an act of courage. It is. It's an act of, of, of faith. It's, uh, it's, it's deciding, you know, how are you going to protect yourself? How are you going to interact with people that you can't touch? You can't, you know, you can only look in their eyes. You can't even see their expression. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I love, and to me, we've, we've really connected through this to me. I know that the 13 people in my class, when I'm in there in the studio and I can see them with their masks on and gosh, the eyes really show a lot, don't they? They do. They do. That's true. Mm-hmm. So does that voice, do you see that always continuing? I mean, do you feel like this point in your life, you're like, got it. I know who I am. I know what I want to do. This is, you know, smooth sailing from here on out. <laughs> uh, smooth sailings for losers and for, uh, sorry, <laughs> you know, if you want to sail, that's great, but don't sail all your life in a nice pretty breeze. I really want to go on vacation now and then and have a nice breeze and go out and sail and feel really good about myself. But heck no, you're you're always better when you got to like steer that thing through the storm. So, okay. So the authenticity, the voice, the the thing about at least me, um, my goal is to be the voice is to be that voice. And that is what I strive for. And no, I'm not there. And Tip of the iceberg, maybe a little bit deeper than the tip now. Um, I delve in a little deeper because I see that the deeper they go into myself, the mm-hmm. deeper I go into love of other people. This is not yeah. about love of Liz. This is about love of everyone and and feeling the connectedness that I feel to literally everyone. And having you, Lee, in my life is a part of that conduit that sort of connects me to the outer world because it just sort of sheds all the, the scared Lizzie things. Right. The, 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 oh, I'm scared. It just, just it, it evaporates that so that I get to come out a little bit stronger. And so the more I can love you, the more I can love other people, and the more that I am my voice and not the voice you hear on mm. this podcast, but the voice that's inside of me that knows what's real 
And when my ego gets out of the way, which it's in the way pretty much 99.9% of the time, but those points Mm -hmm. that it's gone away for a minute and, and my voice is so strong. It's so strong and I'm not afraid because I know that the 99% of my ego that is very afraid, that ego part of me that is just that person walking around that can be wounded by people that shoot, you know, darts at whoever I am or whatever, you know, I don't like your hair, whatever, or I don't like your lifestyle or whatever you've done. That doesn't matter to me less, less and less that matters to Mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm. What matters to me is that I maintain who I am and that I give the people that even know about me a positive, a positive vibration. Right. And, and that means influencing them to find their own voice and to Mm. live it. Well, you've done that for me. I mean, 100%. I mean, I know I've done that for myself, Mm -hmm. but I do think what we work well together to, on that. Yeah. To, to share that and give that to other people is huge. I mean, I feel like I'm just beginning. Well, you are, we both are. I mean, sure. We're, you know, there is a lifespan on this planet for, for human mm-hmm. beings. And so mine is getting shorter or yours is too, but mine's a little you know older than you. So no, it's not. I might not hear that long, but by the way, while I am here, you're going to know it. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be here and I'm not going to just like fold in the tents or I might go on a nice sailboat one day and enjoy the sun. But when I come back, I'm going to be ready to hit the storm. And, you know, to me, I, I, I thrive in the storm. I thrive in the darkness of the, of the winter time. I thrive when uh, it seems like there's no hope and no light. I thrive. That's where I find my, my power. <laughs> Why do you think? I, because when there's darkness around, you can really see the light, mm-hmm. you know, you can, I just, I thrive in this whole. Do you feel like you are the light? <laughs> I think we are all, we all are. Uh-huh. I know that I am. I know that you are. I know that mm-hmm. all the beings on the planet are. And I know that people have come before us, like the great Buddha and the great Jesus Christ and the great. Muhammad's and the beautiful people that have shown us the light to find that are the ones that we should also pay attention to. But I think Jesus said it really best. I mean, it's in you. The, the, you know, the light is in you. And, uh, I see it in everyone I, I see. And, I, and the more I'm aware of it, the right. more I see it. Mm-hmm. You have to open yourself to be able to yeah. see it. You have to look for it. Yeah. But I mean, I just, I, love, I think a lot of people look for the bad. They look for the critique. They look for yeah. empathy in someone else's yeah, or sympathy, excuse me, in someone else's pain. Right. Like, right. What's that phrase I'm going for? Like misery loves company. Hello. Yeah, exactly. Right. Misery does love company. When I, and it, it, it does just, make you feel better sometimes. Yeah. Right. That's your ego really, really needing that. And I've certainly, we've certainly needed that. You know, At times, for um, sure. So, but when, uh, yeah, when your misery is consuming you and you can go and, and see that that's just not really who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to do, by the way, because we've certainly experienced the misery and I have I've lived a long time and it's really hard to find that light when it gets dark. Mm-hmm. But when you do... I don't know. I just love sitting here in the dark with you with, with these candles, candles going. <laughs> and speaking of light. And speaking of that, um, life is joyous. And uh, and when you start looking at 
the news and <laughs> the things going out in the world and you're going, they're bad, they're good, they're bad, they're good, they're bad, mm-hmm. they're good. Then that's just your bullshit. Sorry, here it comes again. That is just your stuff. That is your story. You are portraying that. That is your perspective on the world. Right. There is on every side people that have something to say of value. And yeah, there's some really crummy, bad people, right? But what happened there? There's a light somewhere in there. We're all, we're all in this thing together. We're going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And we're going to figure it out by loving each other. Yeah. That's how the divisiveness heals. Mm -hmm. When we quit thinking. Like my way is the only way. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Like, yeah. So let's walk away from this pandemic with a little bit of sense. (laughs) Because <laughs> yeah. good God, we went Feels into like something it with your mother some foolishness. Would say. I, know. I think uh, I think Libba is uh, jumped into my body once again. Oh, I know she did the other day. Did I tell you, I've already told you. You this. already told me that story. Yeah. So I'm feel free tell. to share. <laughs> well, I, I have to. I have to. Okay. My my. Okay. I'm going to tell you this. The best book I've read all year is Cassandra Speaks. Oh, yeah. By Elizabeth Lesser. We're going to get her Elizabeth, on the podcast. I emailed you last <laughs> week. I need you on this podcast. It is the most important book I've read all year. Okay. For men and women, by the way. Okay. So I pulled it out the other day because I listened to the audio and then I wanted to read the book. Like I always do. I love to listen to audio first then I read and I underline and I then I absorb it. So I pulled the book off my shelf. I'm in my living room and this pamphlet, it literally is like this stapled piece of paper falls on the floor. I'm like, what is this? And it was the gospel of, of Thomas, mm-hmm. which is something that was found like within the last hundred years in Egypt, they dug it out and, you know, the whole Orthodox Christian church lost their mind and went, oh, this can't be real <laughs> because oh it's so freaking poignant. And it's, it's something my mother was a Baptist Sunday school teacher for 50 years. Why am I talking about my mother? Keep going. She jumped in me. That's yeah. why. She's here. Um, yeah. No she's here. She has the she mic. Has the mic. <laughs> I'm not going to stop she her. She was a Baptist Sunday school teacher. I didn't believe in any of it. Um, she didn't care except that she like continually fed me seeds. So the last seed I suppose she has fed me is, I remember she said, you got to read this at some point. I want you to have it. And I remember her handing me this gospel of Thomas and it's literally like what? I don't know. It's very, very small. It's not a lot of pages and going, sure. (laughs) Never saw it until last week. I cannot quit reading it. I can't quit reading it. Um, I've never even uh, considered myself a strong Christian uh, or any of those. Mm -hmm. I've always thought I was more of a Buddhist than anything else. And, but it turns out I might be a pretty damn good Christian at the the end of the day. This stuff is starting to make sense to me. So beware. That was the missing piece. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. They went, so we're going to quit talking about religion. That's fine with me. <laughs> you can read it to me later. Yeah, I will. Don't worry. We have some good conversations. We do. It's great. I'm, I, you know, I learn a lot from you, but it helps me. You give me the space to kind of question you or say what I feel. And, and that's really important. I think I that's what we that. have to do for all mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. All of, all of us in relationships need to do that for each other. We've all got voices inside and how we use our voices to the people around us are really important too. Right. So, thank you. So let's go forward and do that. And let's go into this Christmas and really appreciate the fact that we've got candlelight and it gets dark early and you've got coziness and yeah. happiness. Thanks for listening to the Hilliard Studio Podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to the Hilliard Studio Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a rating and a review so that others can find out about us. Don't forget to tell your friends to listen to the podcast too. We're going to keep providing you with great HSM content, including at-home workouts, healthy tips for you and your family, as well as candid conversations with Lee and Liz. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hilliard Studio Method for all the latest HSM news. Book classes, stream workouts, buy gear, and much more at our website, HilliardStudioMethod.com. That's it for now. We'll talk to you next week.